This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. This is Double Tap Canada from AMI Audio, the place where blind people talk tech. And welcome to another Double Tap Canada. Wait, I didn't say it. Hello, hello, hello. Take one week off, honestly, forget everything. Uh, Tim's here. Hello, Tim. Hello, Stephen. How are you? I'm good. Sean's here. Hello, Sean. Hello, Stephen. Welcome back. Yeah, well, you know, I'm sorry about last week. A bit of a technical issue. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh, So I wasn't able... Well, I wasn't able to record anything. Like, you know, anything. Uh, And I'm not an expert in this world, uh, obviously, um, but that's not usually the best thing in the world if you can't record, you know, anything. So I got a new mixing desk. Um, I have to start off by saying this is the most inaccessible little desk I've ever had in my life, but I love it. It's terrible when you get something like that, though, isn't it? I mean, it's great, but inaccessible. It drives you crazy. Yeah, well, I got the Rodecaster Pro, uh, which is uh, from the company Rode, of course, the famous mic manufacturer and uh, it's really good it's it's what i like about it is it is built for creating radio shows on the go or podcasts uh, and we know all about doing stuff on the go uh, so this will work nicely for us um but it, you know as well as having uh, it's got four mic inputs on it so we can all talk oh come on Ooh, it's uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go to the airport pro in a minute don't worry um <laughs> but you know it's a really nice piece of kit because it's got the four mic inputs it's got a computer usb input uh, you can even uh, bluetooth directly into it from a phone <gasps> wow so you can do uh, calls if you want to do that. And it's even got a little uh, bank of audio as well. So you can play uh, little, using little pads. Oh, you, no. can, uh, you can use them to, uh, to play the jingles. So whenever I play one of the, the jingles on the show or whatever, I just press the little button. So um, yes, really nice. Yes, well aware of you pressing the buttons on your new mixer. Yes. Sean and brace I have been yourself. introduced to that quite a bit. So yes, everyone out there, yeah, brace yourselves. Well, you're not going to hear much of that because I haven't quite figured out how to switch it from one bank of audio oh, well. to the other yet. So, you know, so that's, the, the problem is that it comes with a touchscreen and an interface using touchscreen. And, of course, none of that is accessible. So, you know, Be My Eyes is my new best friend again. Um, so we've got a Be My Eyes volunteer sitting in with us I've been throughout the whole show. <laughs> Hello to you. Just hanging on. Yeah, really. Yeah. No, what I loved last week when you were testing this, Stephen, is that we all connected. We were all talking. Sean and I could hear you just fine, but it wouldn't record. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a problem. Um, just a bit, so yes. Because what what it does is it records with multi-track audio, not single track, which means that when you uh, connect it to your computer, you need to be using something like Adobe Audition or GarageBand or Logic Pro or Reaper, any of the kind of big uh, multi-track audio systems. Audacity, which because you guys are cheap, you use that. Um, it's beautiful. That, it doesn't work Reaper with it, unfortunately. Accessible, Stephen. Well, that's also true. Reaper is accessible, in fairness. So is Logic Pro. Yeah, uh, but true, yes, uh, it's it needs to be learnt. So I need to. It's a bit like I feel like I'm learning English this week. You know, it's like I'll start at A, maybe Aardvark I've managed to get to, and that's kind of it at the moment. Back um, to the beginning, Stephen. Yeah, mm. feels a bit like that. So I'm kind of muscling my way through with this thing, loving it though. And what what's great now is you record the whole thing onto SD card. So let's just hope it works. Otherwise, um, well, you won't be listening to this show this week. You'll be listening yeah. to a repeat. Makes me um, nervous because Sean and I have been trying to teach you English for years. Yeah, well, this is Ooh. true. Listen to this. From an, an American. American. 
I know. Can you believe this? Uh, anyway, uh, that's not what we're going to talk about this week, although it is a lovely piece of kit nonetheless. Uh, oh, yeah. So, um, let, well, I'll, I'll be saying that unless we have to re-record this show 15 times, in which case, uh, you know, it'll be in the bin <laughs> or I'll send it to Sean just to know him. Uh, yes, it is Double Tap Canada. We are going to get to your emails later, your calls as well. Uh, lots of you have been getting in touch and uh, we encourage you to do the same. We'll give you the phone number and the email address a bit later. So get your dictaphone out or your voice memos app ready uh, take down the number and <laughs> and uh, get the details uh, but before we get into that I want to talk about me I haven't been here for a week so I'm going to talk about me oh, we've missed you oh, oh thank you thank yep. you kick back relax now it's it's Stephen time well you know I heard last week's show guys Uh-oh. anyway uh, the reviews are in and um, yeah I wasn't on it that was the review I got um, from me uh, yeah so um <laughs> But, you know, I, I was listening to you two wax on, uh, completely lacking any information at all about these AirPods. And what? I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening to the podcast oh. with the new Ear, AirPod Pros in. And I'm thinking, what are these two guys talking about? I actually felt like a listener just last week because I know they say that every single week. <laughs> well, we were we were telling you what features were available to your new AirPods Pro. Yeah, what a yeah. concept. We talked about the actual features, the tech specs of the AirPods Pro. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even though we didn't have our own hands on our own pair. Correct. So to speak. Or any idea at no, all. No, no, we had an exact we had idea. An idea. We told you exactly what features were on there. You learned from us, Stephen. Yes. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so tell anyway. us about them. Yeah, so let me tell you about them. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I got these um, just the other day, actually. I popped into the Apple Store. It's very unusual for me to be in there uh, on a Tuesday. Yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, just the other days of the week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't normally get in a Tuesday. It's a bit of a religious thing for me. Um, but, yeah, so I went in and got my hands on these. Now, what was lovely was they gave me a demo in store, which, of course, always helps. That just makes me want it even more. Uh, so I got a chance to play with them. And, uh, you know, the, the sound quality, I've got to start with that. The sound quality is amazing. I mean, properly amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not even putting the Bose QC35s on anymore. <gasps> I like the sound of these. Wow. And I am very, very impressed. Now, Tim, I know last week you were you were kind of hoping that you could maybe get your hands on these. Uh, you know, maybe after the Bose AR frames, you know, that was kind of your budget gone for the year. But yes. you were kind of hoping you could maybe talk your good lady into getting you these. I think you should push for these uh, because, honestly, the sound quality is very impressive. I have really been trying hard to push my good lady, Jennifer, into <laughs> letting me purchase these. And, uh, and no. after the Bose frames and the fact that I'm holding off, hoping and praying that a SE2 is going to come out in the spring. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I oh, my, come on, Tim. Man up, will you? Just get them ordered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, you, you go first, Sean. How about that? Yeah, talk to Sarah about that. You just go ahead and order them, Sean, and see what happens in your household about that. No, I, mm-hmm. I just don't want any. That's all. Sure. No, of course you don't. Well, you, you said last Quite week something excuse. interesting. You, you said you weren't keen on them because of the fear of losing them. Well, this is the one thing I would say about them practically. They are much smaller. And you both did allude to this last week that you were talking about the, the, the fact they're much smaller, smaller stem, really. So when they stick out of your ear... The, the little bit that points downwards, which is quite a long, I mean, and you only realise that when you 
get the old AirPods out. <laughs> Who wants them? Um, Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just send them down. No, you don't want them. You'll lose them, you said. I heard you. Um, I don't mind if they're free. That's, I don't care if I lose them. <laughs> well, these, uh, they are significantly smaller. Um, and it's actually quite nice because they don't protrude from your ears as much. And I think, uh, you know, I know you, Sean, and I know, I know to maybe lesser extent for you, Tim, you guys aren't keen on the idea of the pushing all the way into your ear. Uh, earbuds, earbuds. Maybe less for you, Tim. I think you're maybe not as worried about. Yeah, it. less for me. I don't mind it too much as long as they fit well. No, yeah. they're horrible. I hate that. And when I was talking about the shorter uh, stem, I actually meant not not the thing that that sticks out of your ear with the microphone and the t- the force touch area. I meant actually going into your ear canal mm. uh, because I heard that was shorter as well. It doesn't dig into your ear quite as much. Well, that's the thing about these. I mean, I, I know exactly what you mean about those kind of earphones. I've had those before, and I hate them. I really, really don't yeah. like those kind. But these aren't like that at all. In fact, and this is the other thing. So, I mean, okay, I started off talking about sound, and I've kind of bounced around a bit here because I'm so excited, but, I, I, you know, just to sort of talk about the fit. Um, there's a couple of things with this. So when you get them, you put them in your ears, you obviously get, I think, the medium-sized ear tips, the little uh, rubbery, squishy bits that go on the end that push into your ear. Um, those are the, the kind of standard, I guess, for most people. And, and actually, they felt fine in my ears. They felt okay. But what I like about this is when you go into the app, or you go into the uh, Bluetooth settings on your uh, smartphone, which on your iPhone, which has to be upgraded to 13.2, or the AirPods Pro won't work, and it does tell you that when you try and connect, it will say you have to upgrade first, which is what, fine. Not at all. No, they just won't connect. It needs it needs to have thirteen point two. So if you've got operate. anything under an iPhone 6S, these aren't going to be for you. Well, that's a point. Yes, if you've anything below that, wow. well, anything. Yeah, so 6S uh, uh, is no, fine. No. Hang on, hang on. They work with Android phones via just a normal Bluetooth, so why can't they work? Okay, so yeah, they'll work as a Bluetooth device, but I don't think Thank you'll you. get access to the noise cancellation or the transparency <laughs> mode. Features will be unlocked. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So what's okay. the point there, yeah. really? Um, but yeah, so these, uh, when you put them in, uh, you can go into the Bluetooth settings on your iPhone, uh, and you can actually go and you can do what's called an ear fit or ear tip fit test. It's not the easiest thing to say, I'll be honest. Oof, steady. Uh, ear fit tip test. Jeez. <laughs> um, ear tip fit test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then what you do is when you do that, it plays some music in your ears, and then it will tell you if you're wearing the right tips. Because what it does is it kind of, I think you guys alluded to this last week, it kind of gets the sound, it measures the sound that's being leaked out of the ear. And uh, it's p- what's being picked up by the microphone, essentially. And that tells you whether or not it's closed in enough if the ear is Clever. closed up. So it does uh, give you that option, which I did. And then it told me I had the wrong tips on. So I was to try different ones. So I did. And then it said it was all good. And then I got on. And I, I must admit, I did notice the difference. Um, now, wearing them, they don't feel like they're being pushed all the way into your ear. In fact, it's quite the opposite. They, they don't they don't feel too far away from your ears in the way that AirPods do or even EarPods do. You know what I mean by that? The sound is kind of there, but it's not in your ear. Yeah. Right. But it's also not being pushed so far into your ear that you feel your head is, you know, buzzing. Um, every time you say a word, it's like... <laughs> inside exactly. your head. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is not the nicest of feelings. Um, so you don't get that problem, which is brilliant. So that's good. Um the sound quality, as I say, brilliant. But then, 
let's talk about noise cancellation and transparency mode. This is where things get even more interesting. Now, you guys know I've got the Bose QC35s. I love those headphones. I use them on planes, on trains. Um, they're great. Automobiles? Uh, occasionally. Um, good. But one thing they're not very good at is calls. And they're not very good at... Um, I think that they've got a little bit of the, what they would call transparency mode built in, but it's it's not great. You know, you're just kind of hearing out of a very small microphone or what it's picking up really into your your headphones. It's not a great sound. However, these are very different, and this is the first time I can say. And I've tried the Samsung Galaxy Buds, which have got the very same feature in them. Um, that this is head and shoulders above transparency mode is incredible. What that means is that when you're wearing these headphones, even though they're, they're in your ear, they're actually in your ear, you can still hear as clear as if you weren't wearing them. And that's hard to say. And it certainly would have been hard for me to say last week when I didn't have them. I'd be thinking, yeah, right. It's not going to sound that great. But it yeah. does. It really does. It sounds amazing because what it does is it uses both microphones in each earpod. AirPod, I can't keep up with these names. <laughs> I know. Um, each AirPod, the microphone in there is going back into your, your ear. So what is brilliant about it is I was talking to someone in the shop, actually, when we were demoing it, and this is what sold it to me. It's directional. So when you're talking to someone, you're looking at them, they are talking essentially into a microphone, aren't they? Because that's the way these things are pointing. So you are hearing yourself clearly and them I'd actually argue even more clearly. I was able to talk better to the guy in the store with them in than when they were out because the store, as you know, Apple stores and, and shopping centers are very busy places. So yeah. lots of background noise. This was able to isolate sound. Uh, and for conversations, I thought that was really useful. So that alone is a brilliant feature. Hearing aids as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. In a way, and and each AirPod, each individual side has two microphones, right, Stephen? So one of those for talking, and one of those to pick up the noise and that do that filtering and all that. Isn't isn't that right? That's right. So you're getting all of this kind of mixture of sound, uh, almost a kind of processed sound, um, which is exactly what you need to hear in your ear. And I love that. And you know, it is interesting. I'd never really thought of myself as someone who would need hearing aids, right? But when you're in a very busy environment, we all know what it's like, especially when you're blind. Uh, being in an environment, we've talked about this before, yeah. being in a, a restaurant, for example, and you're trying to have a conversation with someone over a table, you can barely hear them. I think I'd love to try them with these because it isolates all of that background noise, but at the same time, I get to hear exactly what that person's saying to me. So this could be a really good social thing as well. So that's one aspect of it. And what's great is you can leave that on all the time. So you can have that on uh, if you want, and you could have voiceover running, or you could have uh, your GPS app, Soundscape, which you guys talked about last week, um, that running as well, over the top of this transparency mode, and you're still able to hear perfectly. I was on a call with someone, and I could hear them better because the sound is in the ear much better. I'm often pushing my ear pods into my ear. What's like, yes. that you're saying? Almost pushing <laughs> them as, almost as far as I can get in. And... Um, I didn't have to do that with these. And the volume, of course, is much better. Uh, you can listen at higher volumes, although it's obviously not recommended, but you can. So, yeah, I was really, really impressed by that. Can I just jump in there, Stephen? Yeah, yeah. So the, you're talking about being in restaurants, and I totally understand what you mean by that, that sort of cluttered sound feeling. But what about when you're out and about then? So you, you mentioned using it for directions and things. 
So what about environmental noise? So can you hear that traffic, you know, if you're crossing a road, do you need to take them out or could you rely on this transparency mode? I think you have to judge that for yourself. My view is you probably would, if you were cro- if I was crossing a road, I'd take them out. Um, yeah. if, I, if, I'm, if I'm crossing, though, at a crosswalk where there are audible signals, then I would hear them as clear as if I had them out anyway. So, you know, I, I think it does dull your environment a bit. But what I would say is actually what it really dulls is your own voice a uh, little bit. But any other sound, any other environmental sounds that your head is pointing towards will be clearer. So ideally, if you're crossing the road and in the UK you would look right, you should hear the number 43 bus before it thumps you in the face. Yes. Um, and indeed the rest of you in the, in the <laughs> body, I'd imagine. Um, so, you know, uh, I, I think it, it's one of those, I haven't walked out in front of a bus yet to try it. I mean, obviously I will. I mean, you know, anything, anything for the show. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, it's not recommended, of course. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I do find environmental noise is fine in it. Uh, it might be just down to individuals hearing. No, what I found impressive, Stephen, from what I've read and, and people have talked about is that the battery life, even though it's five hours per bud, very similar to the old ones, when you have the active noise cancellation on and transparency mode and all that, it doesn't diminish the battery too much. Is that right? So maybe five hours max, but four to four and a half with those all turned on all the time? It's kind of exactly how I'd pitch it. Yeah, it's not much worse off than that. That's what I love That's about it. That's pretty good. The battery. Yeah, I mean, the battery on the old AirPods, which, you know, I've got I've got Gen 1. I've actually only got one of Gen 1 because I lost one of the AirPods, which is why I bought the second pair, which is the second gen. And the second gen to the third gen, even the second gen doesn't last that long. So, yeah, you know, I, I am noticing something here. that the, the battery, I think, is maybe a bit better than they're even saying because I haven't had any uh, failing on me yet. But, you know, it's early days, and the batteries won't last forever on them. But... um No, the battery life is good. Four and a half to five hours is a a reasonable expectation. I want to just quickly mention as well my other favorite feature, which is, of course, the other big one, and that is noise cancellation. Now, I am a huge fan of noise cancellation on my Bose, but I didn't think it could get better, uh, and it does with the AirPods Pro. And I I think it's because they are in your ear. So you seal yourself off. I was I was in a, in a car today, uh, traveling back uh, here to the studio, and as I'm tra- as I'm in the car, I'm kind of going between uh, noise cancellation and transparency mode. So I'm talking to the driver using the uh, the transparency mode and the conversation about where I'm going and blah blah blah. And I said, okay, I'm just going to listen to some music, so I'm going to go quiet. So you know, yeah, that's fine, no problem. Basically, I don't want to speak to the guy, right? So that's basically it. Um, Good manners as ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, me, you know, I'm oh, so kind. Um, and I switched to noise cancellation mode. The first thing to say is what I love about Apple, they don't just put in noise cancellation. What they do is they put in that noise cancellation doesn't just click on. I mean, that's so yesterday, isn't it? It doesn't just go click and suddenly it's on. It fades away the sound. It just <gasps> crossfade oh, into nice. silence. And all of that car noise disappears. Everything goes. And suddenly, when you put some music on or a podcast or even do a call, although calls are harder to do with noise cancellation because you can't hear yourself, um, but, you know, any audio, essentially, that you want to listen to uh, suddenly becomes very clear and very rich in your ears because of that fantastic sound, which I come back to. Um, 
I, I know I sound like an absolute fanboy, and you I do. am. Uh, I am. But the truth is, uh, I think these are really good. And I think for the money, uh, what we're we talking, 329 Canadian, yeah. um, that is, I think it's worth it, if I'm honest. I think it really is worth it. And if you don't have them in your stocking this year, then, uh, well, that's, that's your problem. <laughs> okay, thanks for that. <laughs> All right, well then. <laughs> or you could save $120 and buy the Echo Pod, or the, the Echo Buds, but, you know. No, yeah, the, well, okay, but you've, you've, well, that's the point because you've heard about these this week, haven't you? You've been, I did. I saw that they were released and I, of course, read all the reviews that I could find and, and actually got contacted by a friend a couple of days ago who said that he has purchased them and he loves them. Now, in my comparisons, you know, reading about them online compared to the AirPods, they don't have, you know, a transparency type mode. The noise cancellation they have is good from everything that I read, but maybe not as good as the AirPods. But for a lesser expensive alternative, they sound pretty good because they also have that, uh, you know, sound, you know, fit type test feature so that you put you put them in and it will do like a scan of your ear and the sound and the fit and, and all of that. And Ooh. and it will also recommend, you know, OK, this is not the right you know tip that you should be using or you should switch to another one or whatever. So they do that as well. But it didn't seem to me as though it had that extra microphone. Uh, maybe the noise cancellation wasn't as good. From what everybody says, they sound really good, but are they really as good as the AirPods? And that I obviously wouldn't know without trying them. But from all the reviews I've read and the friend of mine that has them, the Echo Pods or you know the Echo Buds, God, all these names, yeah, you got me saying it, Stephen. The Echo, <laughs> oh, so yeah, the Amazon Echo Buds, really for their price, you know, like I said, at least in the states, about one hundred and twenty dollars cheaper than the AirPods. Not a bad alternative if you're looking to save money. But again, I agree with you. Everything that you've told us about the AirPods and all the reviews I've read, both of these are really you know strong in this genre. They're both very good, I think. If you've got the extra money, I, I would agree, go for the AirPods. But if you're looking to save, sounds like the Echo Buds aren't a bad alternative. Have you ordered your Echo Buds yet, Stephen? I don't want them. <laughs> I know, but for the sake of yeah. testing, you've got to order some. Well, I probably should so try them. You I, the thing is, them. next week you'll have a pair. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I must admit, I love these AirPod Pros. I think they're fantastic. Um, I I am intrigued, I suppose, because it would be interesting to know what the difference is. I don't think that the thing about Amazon is I don't often see them as the high quality option. I see them as the get-by option or the decent option. Maybe decent is a good way to put it, not the high-end. That is changing a little bit with the new Echo Studio. I was going to say, the Echo Studio just said, speaker. hold my drink. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, exactly. And that's <laughs> up against the HomePods, up against Sonos. And I have ordered one, uh, two of those, actually, to try because I want to see what it's like, especially with stereo, compared to two HomePods, compared to two Sonos. Um, I want to see how that goes. Uh, but I, I'll... You know, and I think that probably will be up there. At least I hope it is. But um, yeah, I don't know with these. I just don't know. I mean, were these not the day one projects as well? So it's like you know, no guarantee they'll ever really keep going with Echo Pods. No, no, that that was the frames, the glasses, and the the rings. Right. Oh yeah, the ring. Yeah, that's right. That was a terrible (laughs) idea. I think they do have their own version of transparency mode as well, Tim. I think they do have a pass through. There is a pass through. I don't know if it's. It was hard to understand because I don't know that it's as advanced or or as implemented as AirPods. I don't know. I I could very well be wrong on that. Um, So, yeah, definitely correct me if I'm wrong. But it it did sound like there was a type of transparency mode. I just didn't find that it sounded comparable to the AirPod. I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm. 
Well, I'm intrigued to maybe uh, hear from y- your friend who's tried them out. I think it's it's just about, you know, what works for you. And I, I think from a workflow, from, from my day-to-day life, getting about, doing stuff, I could wear these all day. I mean, I, yeah. I actually, and part of me feels I could have these on all day. They don't hurt my ears at all, which I love. Uh, they almost feel like they're just little sponges in your ear, little... Um, what do you call them? Earplugs. Yeah. Uh, you know, it doesn't feel like, and I, you know, that thing you said earlier, Sean, about, you know, this, this kind of horrible thing in your ear, you know, poking into your ear, hurting you. I get that. That's what a lot of these things are like. Uh, these, these don't have that problem. And, you know, compared to the previous generation of AirPods, you know, they, they can, as far as I'm concerned, they can take the entire container load of AirPods and just tip them straight into the sea because <laughs> those are done. I mean, obviously for environmental reasons, they probably won't do that. Um, but you know, well, but talk, talking of environmental <laughs> problems, that's the only thing I've I've got concerns about as well is the battery lifespan. Mm. I mean, what happens after a year when they're not charging or not holding five hours charge anymore? You buy more. I mean, that's no, yeah, probably exactly. You know, that's buy probably more. I, uh, I will say though, the the replacement tips, those silicon tips. Three ninety nine from the Apple Store in in US dollars. I think that was anyway. It's a bargain I thought, that, from Apple. That is a bargain. <laughs> I was expecting fifty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would, wouldn't you? It's just uh, that's exactly the kind of pricing they would come up with. But no, look, these are well worth trying. And the thing is, really important point: if you go to the Apple Store, they'll let you try them. And that that I think this is again another thing I love about Apple. Because you go into certain stores, they won't let you try anything now. I mean, I know we're moving towards more kind of specialist stores, like I think, you know, maybe Google stores eventually, but certainly Microsoft stores letting you try the products out. Yeah. That's really important. You're, you're laying out a lot of money here. You know, you want to know you're getting something that's worth it. Um, but it might not work for everyone. You know, I know uh, my good colleague on TV, uh, on Double Tap TV, Mark Aflalo, he got them. He, he, did, he They didn't work for him. Couldn't fit in his ears, uh, no matter what tip he was using so wow. didn't work for him you know and, and my dad he's the same my dad bought a pair of the airpods not the pros but the airpods for himself and he sent them back because they just didn't they kept falling out of his ears so it is dependent on the user and that's important to say it's important on you and uh, your your oddly shaped ears <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah anyway uh stick around because we're going to be getting into uh, some interesting stories google have bought something uh you know they pay you know, kind of doing what i do which is go out and buy something this week well google <laughs> bought something this week uh, we're going to talk about that some updates on the uh, orbit reader very interesting story there actually uh coming out of the orbit research company we'll talk about that and we'll get to your emails as well uh tim you are the man with the phone number so what is the phone number when people call in yeah, please call one eight six six five zero nine four five four five. And remember to let us know it's okay to play your voicemail uh, when you call a number. That's what you'll be put through to. So leave your voicemail uh, if you've got a comment. Maybe you've bought the AirPod Pro. You completely disagree with me. Um, wouldn't be oh, the first please. time. Please, someone disagree with <laughs> <Yes>, him, please. <laughs> um, we'll also uh, get emails as well. We love getting your emails. Uh, Sean, how do they do that? You can email feedback at ami.ca. I feel like I'm one of those shows, you know, where it's like, uh, okay, Carol, tell us what's on the board tonight. No, I like uh, it. It makes me feel useful. Thank well, you. Well, that's good, yeah. And if you've got a question, <laughs> glad you feel useful. Uh, and if you want to perhaps ask a question of I know us, this maybe, one. Yeah, okay, right. Well, go for it then. If we want to ask a question on Twitter, how do people do that? Hashtag ask a double tap. Yeah, got it wrong last week, I heard. Um uh, that was Tim's fault. Oh, no, was it? Right. I oh, said yeah. hashtag ask double tap. I do recall someone else not being sure 
And her if dad's you want queen. to follow us on Twitter, it's mm-hmm. at Double Tap Canada. Be quiet, mm-hmm. Tim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Lots more to come. <laughs> and now we're back with the Double Tap Canada team for more news on the latest tech from an accessibility point of view. Join in the fun with Double Tap by emailing your comments to feedback at ami.ca or on Twitter at Double Tap Canada. And don't forget the hashtag as well, AskDoubleTap. If you've got a question that you would like us to answer, we will do our very best to get the answer to you and to everyone else as well. That's what's really important. Uh, yes, it is Double Tap Canada. I am Stephen Scott. He is Tim Schwartz from lifeafterblindness.com. And yes, yes, Sean I Priest, Thank you. <laughs> Sean Priest is there somewhere. I don't know where Hello. you're from. I'm uh, from Manchester. So- <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you're from Manchester. <laughs> I'm from my shed. That's all you need to know. Yes. <laughs> Manchestershed.com. That's got to be a website. Actually, you know, I'm always so nervous. I know. I'm so yeah. nervous when you mention Let's a website. Because it's like, could it be, you know, something really bad? I remember someone's, I said to someone once, I was, I was looking for a, something, or someone was looking for information about me. I said, oh, look, just Google my name. I'm sure I'll pop up. And what came back was utterly horrific. Oh, no. I, I think I've checked since it hasn't, that person has gone away, thankfully. The other Stephen Scott. <laughs> who's into, let's just say, Fifty Shades of Grey, um, wasn't me. It's not me. Okay? You say that. Likely yeah. story. Like, <laughs> I've got the time for that nonsense, honestly. Uh, right, okay, let's get back into then. Google have been spending this week, uh, just like me, uh, but they've, pay- they've paid more money than uh, than I've been paying. Uh, I just want to slightly. put that out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just slightly. slightly more. They, they spent, what, $2.1 billion. So, you know, a little bit more than you spend. That was a previous week for me. Uh, no, this week uh, was a lot less, <laughs> thankfully. Uh, yeah, they bought Fitbit. Hmm, what do we think about that? Yeah, I, I didn't know anything about it. Otherwise, I would have bought stock because the stock just <laughs> went 40%. It rose 40% after the announcement. So, um, yeah, um, I think it's a good move. Uh, it's better for Google, definitely. I mean, they're, they're, there's so many Fitbits out there. They're buying a, a big portion of the market. Yeah, I think I saw that there are approximately 25 to 30 million Fitbit users out there. And so, yeah, this is a huge upgrade for Google and their wearables. And I, I see this being a positive for Google eventually. People who currently have Fitbits, we'll see what happens from what I've understood uh, in reading all the reports. There's been a uh, rush on Apple Watches the last week. So oh, I don't really? know how directly related to uh, that it might be, but uh, we shall see but yeah i think there's some good things here from all the reports i've been looking into you know fitbit has of course a really good app i think all three of us at some point or another have used their app and it's very good and it's got a lot of great information and tracks a lot of different things and it's become fairly accessible and i'm hoping that google will integrate some of that into their google health and, and all of that hopefully they'll use that but just from the wearable standpoint you know google bought fossil uh, a while back. They didn't spend nearly this kind of money on that. It was millions instead of billions. Um, and, and that didn't seem to really go very far. And and Android Wear is okay. There's some good features in it, especially the newest Android Wear uh, 2, I think it is. Uh, there's some nice features there. But yeah, I think this is something that made sense for Google and I guess maybe in a way made sense for Fitbit because they have been snag- stagnant uh, the last couple of years, uh, probably because of things like Apple Watch and Android Wear getting better and, and getting into this, uh, you know, this whole thing. So Fitbit 
is, you know, it, it was the leader, but now it's just one of several. And so I, I think this makes sense. One of the biggest changes I think that will happen, it's the, is it the Versa 2 is, is one of the Fitbit higher ends? It's got Amazon Echo built in. I have a feeling that's going to go away in the next Versa model. Um, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if all of a sudden it's Google Assistant in the Versa 3 if there is such a thing that comes out. Um, so you could see that kind of thing happening. So, yeah, I think there are some positives in, in this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I suppose the cynic in me just says they're buying up the competition, aren't they? And that's what it's all about, which well, makes sure. perfect sense, really. I mean, they want to you know, sort that out. They want to make sure they've got the market, which is maybe why they took on Fossil, maybe a high-end Android Wear, um, you know, rather than the kind of low-end. Because I think a lot of us were expecting, I know friends of mine were expecting to see some kind of uh, Google Watch or Google Wear uh, be presented at the most recent event. That never happened. But now they've bought this. I wonder if it's a case... Yeah. I wonder if it's a case of we haven't got it right. So let's just buy up one that has and we'll we'll take it from there. (laughs) Well, I think that's the thing, though, isn't it? I mean, we're all thinking, what's in it for us? You know, we're, we're, we're talking about accessibility. Because as you said, Tim, the app is perfectly accessible, but the actual device itself, the you know, the wearable, isn't it's at not, all. not, right. No. But, I mean, people were saying maybe, you know, Android Wear will be ported over to Fitbits. I actually think it's more likely they'll let the current versions of whatever Fitbit hardware is out there just support it for a few years and let it die out and put the fitbit technology itself into pixel watches or whatever android wear watches um so i think that's probably the way the way it's going to go and there are rumors now i saw yesterday of a new pixel watch so maybe we'll see just the fitbit technology inside google's own hardware is it too late though i mean is, is it too late for a, for I think a so. google watch or a pixel watch mm. Perhaps, I mean, Apple Watch has really done a good job, even better, I think, than expectations at, at getting into this market. And I don't want to say dominating it because I don't think that's maybe the right word, but Apple Watch is doing very well in this wearable market, in the fitness market, uh, even even with its price point. I mean, there's been Fitbits that you can get, you know, as low as you know a hundred dollars. Now, of course, yeah. you can get some as high as four or five hundred dollars as well, like like an Apple Watch. But that you know, variety has been a really big deal for Fitbit and Android has just, you know, Google with their Android wear and and Google watches or the new pixel watch. They've just kind of been there. They're, they're okay. They're not bad, but they're not great. You know, even buying fossil. I mean, the fossil smartwatches are nice. Um, you know, no, they're not. They're all terrible. The Android wear stuff is terrible. It's simple as that. Well, what do you mean by terrible? Yeah, I mean, define terrible. Are we talking Well, I mean, the accessibility in some cases is there. It's just so hit and miss, Android. But they've they've admitted it themselves. They just haven't quite got it right with Android Wear. Whereas the Apple Watch experience, no matter what you think of its functionality, the actual experience and usability of it is great. The interface is great and and it, it works well. But the thing is, the Apple Watch is tied to having an iPhone. That's it. If you've got an Android, you know, having an Apple Watch really doesn't make sense. And the same could be said for, you know, the Galaxy uh, watches or the, uh, the, I can't remember what it was called now, the Android Wear watches anyway. Again, they're specifically for Android phones. So maybe the Fitbit is the, um, you know, it's platform agnostic. It doesn't matter. The Fitbit works well on either platform. So maybe that's another angle they're looking at. 
Well, and if they do that, and if they do it right, I mean, yes, accessibility could definitely be better. I mean, there is a version of TalkBack in the most recent, you know, Google Watch. But I, I agree it could be better there. But otherwise, you know, it's functional. It's fine. But I do agree that it needs an upgrade if it's going to compete. To your point, Stephen, is it too late? Maybe, but if they do it right, if they integrate what Fitbit does well with all the different tracking that it can do, you know, not just, you know, your your heart rate and, and things like that, but even sleep tracking and, and all of that. Plus Fitbit just recently, was it earlier this year, I think, they had had a major uh, partnership with insurance companies and, and healthcare providers. And that's something that Google will will be obviously bringing into the fold as well. So they'll have these partnerships built in and, and the tracking already there. And if they put the the good parts of the Fitbit app into Google Health, for example, like I said before, and then on the flip side, take the good things about, you know, an Android type watch and combine that with Fitbit in the future with, with some sort of new watch. I think, I hope it could be good. That That's my positive spin is that it could be good. Is it good enough to compete with something like an Apple watch and really make a difference? I, I don't know, but they they really have an opportunity here to you know, to really make something nice. The thing to, to be aware of here is that Fitbit OS, as as what it's called, because it's not attached to Android Wear. I th- originally, right. I thought it was maybe some kind of offshoot of it, a bit like, uh, what's the Kindle? Uh, ver- yeah, Kindle, the, the, Amazon or, the Amazon yeah, OS. The Amazon OS, yeah. Fire OS, isn't it? Fire OS. Fire OS, um, yeah. Which is based on Android. Well, Fitbit OS is not. And the, the key difference between Watch OS and Android Wear from Google is that Fitbit OS is opti- optimized for apps that make sense for a fitness tracker, right? Um, which is a, a much lower bar to clear than for a general-purpose smartwatch. Now, of course, you can get more smarter Fitbits now, uh, like you say, the Versa and the other ones that have come out more recently. Um, but I wonder if this is maybe where that meeting of minds could be quite good. Uh, yeah. I think I think it would be interesting to see how that plays out. But, uh, yeah, it's an interesting story. We I just hope learn. they don't just, you know, buy it, as you said, just to kill it off. That would be a real shame. I, I hope not. I really hope not. They've um, done it before. Wouldn't be the first time, but yeah. I'm hoping that's yeah. not the case. In, in, well, let's be fair, not just Google. Apple's well, yeah. done that before. Well, Apple buys yes. everything yeah, up, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, <laughs> buy anything and kill it off just to get avoid avoid the competition. If, if right. nothing else. Um, okay, well, let's, let's move on because uh, there are a couple of other stories to get to. And, of course, I want to get to your... Uh, messages as well this week. You've been uh, dropping his messages, so we'll get to those. Uh, but Orbit Research, uh, a new announcement from these guys, could be a massive help to those who are deaf and blind. Uh, there is a new Orbit chat communication system uh, which uses the Orbit Reader 20 Braille display. That is one of the more affordable Braille displays that you can get from CNIB in Canada. Um, and you can use it with an app on your Android smartphone or tablet to enable a very simple chat-style experience. So, again, again, we're talking here about people who are deaf and blind. So what happens is the chat app allows a person to type using the on-screen keyboard on the phone or the tablet, but then that displays immediately on an Orbit 20 reader. And then you can type your response on the Orbit 20, which then instantly appears back on the app. Uh, you can do broadcasting to multiple people. You can uh, You can look back at your chat history as well. This is a really, really interesting thing, and I think it can make a big difference to the communication between uh, those of us who are blind and those who are deafblind. I mean, that alone is incredible when you think about it. What this reminds 
Yeah, what this reminds me of is back in the old days, we've talked about this a bit in the past, when we had the Nokia phones, and then if you wanted, you know, say, talks or something like that, you had to spend a few extra dollars to get that screen reader, you know, talks or whatever else. extra. Well, a few a few hundred extra is what I meant to say. <laughs> Whew, yeah, not a few extra dollars, a few hundred extra dollars. Uh, but then, if you wanted like KNFB reader at the time, well, then you needed you know to make sure to have the camera and then the the you know the mount for the camera, the attachment, and then you know a couple was it four or five hundred dollars for the KNFB software. So you had to add all these things, and in the end, you're spending a couple thousand dollars to get what you wanted this phone to do. And unfortunately, that's what deaf blind people have had to do when it comes to hardware in the past and thankfully that's come you know uh, much more into the modern era with apps and the ability to type and have screen readers that can speak out what you're typing and things like that and using brailers but yeah what orbit research has done here is fantastic because you know like you were describing Stephen, it's not requiring an additional piece of hardware or another machine it's just something that syncs up with your phone there's an app the app doesn't cost anything And it just, from what I understand, it just works. And someone who's deafblind can now much more easily communicate using what they're already used to. And they don't have to spend all this extra tons of money to make it work. I I think this is just a really great addition, especially for for a, a Braille reader, like you said, that is one of, if not the most affordable one. Yeah, I agree. And I think it can only be good when this kind of technology comes along. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited by this and I hope that we can... Uh, talk more about these kind of devices. I mean, interestingly, and anyone who watched the most recent episode of Double Tap TV will have, or one of the most recent episodes, will have seen my uh, conversation with Ricardo Wagner from Microsoft, where we talked about how you can talk into a computer now, and it will automatically transcribe and caption, for example, uh, in umpteen different languages, so you can communicate. And, And all of that can be sent to an app on your smartphone, which can be read aloud as you're listening. So if you're listening, say you, you are uh, deaf, uh, for example, you can look at the screen, you can read what's being uh, given, uh, spoken out on stage, for example. Uh, you can also uh, hear that with voiceover if you're blind, and you can get it in whatever language you speak. It breaks down all the barriers. You can have a conversation with someone, essentially, who speaks a different language to you, and it might even be deaf. And you can still have that conversation. You know, this, I work in a building in the UK where, you know, where I'm in my office at RNIB, where we have a, a mixture of, of deaf, deaf, blind and blind people. And, you know, I'm ashamed to say it, but, you know, blind people and deaf people in some cases, and especially that building, don't communicate with each other Not because exactly. we can't. How do we do it? It's, yeah. It feels mm-hmm. impossible. But this technology makes it possible. And, you know, I kind of... I kind of just want this to work because we get to a stage where we can all communicate with each other. It doesn't matter what our disability is. We can just talk to each other and then we decide if we like or hate each other like we do when we're blind, (laughs) which is great, you know, or sighted or deaf. Well, there's Um, just so many things to this story, though, isn't there? I mean, we're going back to the basics of what assistive technology is, you know, which got us all excited about technology, how helpful it could be. Um, But also, you know, Orbit Research, they're just really, they're doing so much at the minute with the pushing of the USB human interface device protocol into the latest firmware, which we talked about last week. Um, oh, I, I thought that was I thought that was hidden software. I, I got mixed up last week. Yeah, yeah, that was Tim. Don't listen to Tim. Um, so, 
I mean, uh, you know, and then coming out with this as well. And the whole thing, the whole core of Orbit is the affordability. And not only that, you know, it's so portable. You know, yeah. you could carry this thing around with and put that with a cheap Android device, which you could use just for this purpose. And you've got a really good system there, which would have cost you thousands and thousands of dollars in you know, just last week. So I yeah, love the amazing. Fact. I love the fact that you always talk about technology you can carry around with you when you're the only guy amongst us who never leaves the shed. <laughs> I dream of leaving the shed. It'll happen one day. Uh-huh. Right, let's get to your messages. You've been emailing, you've been calling. Uh, please keep that uh, coming. We'll give you the phone number and the email address again in a few moments. But first, let's get uh, one of our emails. This is from Graham. Just listen to episode 105. Absolutely brilliant. I wish just the two of you could do it every time. Oh, hang on. I have an iPhone SE, and I downloaded iOS 13.2, which took 1 hour 10 minutes, and the phone was quite hot. A bit like a stewed apple, but the phone is still working okay. Finally, do you think OrCam would be able to fit a mobility feature into their camera, instead of us waiting for these Apple glasses, etc.? Best wishes. Graham from Liverpool. Ah, Graham from Liverpool. Well, clearly we're not going to be friends for long. Uh, yeah, you two can run the show from now on, right? Okay, well, hang well, on, I'll though. take some more weeks off then. He said 105, and last week's was 106. I believe so he meant 106, because 105, no, there well, were three of Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, no, there's a get-out clause here, Stephen. Uh, I, think, I think I'm all right. I think I've, I've saved, been saved for another show. He may show. have meant you and Tim, you see. Ah. I doubt it though. Anyway, um, mm. yes. Well, I'm glad that your um, your iPhone SE is working well after downloading 13.2. I was slightly worried after we recommended the update and said it's it should be okay to do that. But from what I've heard, it it does seem that that people have upgraded and haven't come across any particular issues. Oh, really? You're not on Twitter very often, are you? No, no. <laughs> yes, I did hear about there's certain apps. The uh, Seeing Eye range of apps have uh, suddenly stopped working. But I'm, I'm talking about showstoppers here. I mean, I suppose if you yeah, do Yeah, actual that operating app, but... system problems. Yeah, Tim, Major game-breaking issues that make it where you can't use your phone properly. Yes, not specific apps. It is better. It I is guess. better. Certainly, I mean, that focus issue is certainly getting better. Still, oh, yes. uh, still not perfect. It is still uh, causing a few issues on apps, but I don't know if that is app specific problems. I think so. Uh, obviously, everyone is. Everyone's probably trying to keep up, aren't they? This is kind of the problem with all of this. You're, yeah. All these companies are trying to keep up with Apple and their constant development. The only major issue I've had with 13.2 is that all my notifications now seem to want to appear as the banner style, where it stays on the top of the screen and you have to flick it away, as opposed to just appearing quickly and and going away. I have to actually go and tap on it and then flick up with three fingers to dismiss it with voiceover to get them to go away, or they'll just sit there and uh, accumulate notifications in the background. So that is a... That is That's a problem. terrible. It never, that, no that one update. That's terrible. No, I, I, I have that problem as well. I find that quite annoying. And I'll, uh, the other one that gets me is when you turn the phone off, n- not switch it off, but if you just close, shut it down, uh, to you know check a message or whatever, and you've got notifications that you haven't read, when you turn it off, it reads them all again, and it just keeps reading them, and it won't stop reading them. <laughs> Until you touch the and screen then eventually, or something. Yeah, do you throw it out the window? And it still speaks. Well, hang on, can I just backtrack a little bit? Because I did say recommend updating. I I, I still wouldn't say there's a, a feature in iOS 13 that you're 
you desperately need to update to use. I just think it's safer now to update to 13.2 than it was previously. There were too many voiceover issues before. Are you talking overall about 13 rather than... You know, so like from 12 to 13, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, well, I just don't think there's any rush to update to 13. If you're happy with 12, then don't feel like you need to update. But I would say if you're somebody who's already gone to 13, you know, 13 point something, and you don't have point two, two. I would say go ahead and go to 13.2 because it will fix a lot of the issues that crept up in the variations of 13.xx whatever. I mean, I, I get it. I get it when you talk about the heat from the iPhone SE. My old one did that as well, and it almost felt like it was just going to burst into flames at any given second. Um, <laughs> it's obviously an age thing. I mean, these phones are, you know, at end of life, really. The SE2 will no doubt be along next year. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's just that's the unfortunate reality. Just a quick point on the OrCam, though. Uh, the OrCam isn't that kind of device, Graham. This is what I'm realizing about it. It's a good device for that kind of instant reading uh, scanning, I mean, I'll be honest, I can do a lot of what I do with the OrCam with seeing AI, and I have. Uh, so, you know, I mean, sorry, but that's that's the reality for me. Yep. Uh, and, you know, that app is free. Even if you include the cost of the phone, I can still save, I don't know, about $2,000. Uh, so, you know, I, I, but as for it becoming that kind of device that you're talking about, almost like a, an IRA camera or a Be My Eyes camera, I would love them to do that. If they did that, I'd be all in with OrCam. I'd be like, you know what? Take my money. But it's not happening because it's not that kind of yeah. device. It connects Currently. via... Currently. It doesn't connect in that way to the... It's not It's not a camera that connects to the phone that can act as a camera. That's the problem. No. And the whole thing about OrCam is that it does it all on device. You don't need any data connection. That's one of its... Which is about privacy. It's all about making sure that it's not going to gather and keep any information. So it's actually more secure. Yeah. And it'll work anywhere as well, which is always a bonus. Exactly. That's right. It doesn't matter if your phone's turned off or... You know something's gone, you know, wrong with your phone battery, or you know, you, you, you know, or you've left it somewhere. You can use yeah. it, and that's the point of that device. OrCam is really, really great at what it does. It's secure. It's all on device, and it does a great job. If Apple can put out, or any other company can put out, some sort of mainstream, quote unquote, type glasses that has a camera that does connect to a smartphone and does almost all or all of the same things that an OrCam can do and do it well then obviously I can save a couple thousand dollars and that would be fantastic. If that never happens or doesn't happen to the quality of an OrCam, then I'll just keep saving my money in my little piggy bank and eventually, hopefully, I can afford an OrCam. But really, price is the only reason that I'm hoping that a mainstream company does it. Otherwise, OrCam's great. Okay, well, let's get another of your messages. And thank you, Graham, for that. Uh, I don't know which show you were referring to, that, that uh, whether I wasn't on or whether one of the other guys wasn't on. Either way, uh, you know what? We'll just remain friends for now until next <laughs> uh, Right, let's get... Uh, he said, I think the words were. Thank you, Graham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe there's a problem with, with the <laughs> earphones or something he was using. Uh, right, we should get some AirPod Pros and, and then listen again. Uh, right, let's get to uh, another call uh, that, that we got in uh, one of your voicemails this week. Hello, my name is Bilal Majid, calling from the UK, rainy Manchester. Hey. This is a question for Sean oh, from uh, oh, Double Tap oh. Canada. Um, does a Pixel uh, 4, because I've recently got a Pixel 4 device, does it need an, an antivirus software? If it does, which one? For example, there's Avast, there's APG, uh, there's so many as Norton, 365. I'm not sure if they're accessible, but does it need an antivirus? If it does, then which one? Thank you. 
Well, mm, that's a, yeah, it's a Google phone, so it definitely needs something, doesn't it, Sean? <clears throat> no, it doesn't. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm so I haven't used an antivirus in so long because so many operating systems now have their own built-in, you know, Windows Defender or whatever, and we have Play Protect on the Google Play Store now, which does scan the apps as well and give you some level of protection there. Now, it, I would say it depends on how you use your phone because if you're very much just downloading apps from the Play Store, then I would say no, you're probably fine. Of course, you've got the added problem of spam emails, never click on a link you're not sure about. I get so many of those. So there is some common sense there. And maybe an antivirus, if you're worried about that, would help with that. But if you're downloading apps that, that may cause a problem, if you're just using the Play Store, I would say you're okay without an antivirus. If you're sideloading apps and putting on apps using just their APKs and things like that, then I would say probably yes, an yes. antivirus is a, is a good idea. <laughs> yes. Now, as to which one to use, I can't really give you any real recommendations because I don't use one. I did try Avast, uh, the free version, and that was totally accessible. And also Malware Bytes, that's another one that I do like. And uh, I may actually keep that one on my phone and give it a go. Again, that was accessible as well. So um, it depends how confident you feel about it, I would say, Bilal, and, and how you yours, use your phone. But Google are doing so much better when it comes to scanning the apps on the Play Store. I haven't really got any great concerns from that point of view. Well, of course, they're, of course they're doing better because they had had so many problems in the past with them. <sighs> They, they they had to be better. Well, yeah, Anything's exactly. better past, than what yeah, they did. Out of the past. There oh, has been some malware apps in the Apple App Store recently, I did notice. Fake news. Okay, mm. they have been taken away now. <laughs> uh, I will say, though, a vast mobile security tops the list on Tech Radar, an article I looked at earlier, and uh, they certainly are the, the best as far as mobile security apps go uh, for antivirus. However, and, and actually the key point is, is it accessible? And you've said yes. It is accessible. So it's on you if it's not. Um, but uh, yeah, there's also Bitdefender, Antivirus Free, AVG, McAfee, Kaspersky, Sophos, Norton Security. Um, these are all very uh, laudable, but again, it comes down to accessibility for us. Um, the, the top of the list is a vast. You say it's accessible. That's good for me. But do you need it? Uh, that's a very different question. Um, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I've never really thought about it, and that's maybe really naive, but I've just never thought about antivirus security for a phone. Uh, for a computer, yeah. I mean, not a Mac, obviously. I've got a MacBook. I don't, I don't care about viruses. Nobody mm. makes a virus for a Mac. Not um, enough people have got them, so it's not worth their while. <clears throat> yeah, because they're, they're so, not targeted. They're so um, expensive. Unique. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, look, there is a real problem with ransomware now. That is a real serious, yes. and it is, uh, it's a real problem. Viruses in the past were sometimes just a bit of fun, or they would send out spam emails using your data. But ransomware really does mean a loss of your data. So there is a real issue there but as i said it depends how you use your phone and how confident you are if you are i always check the emails and if i'm even not at all sure i just delete it and i will go to the website or i ring the company or whatever i never go through links on the emails which is the main uh, attack point for scam or spam or anything like that malware bites makes me hungry i've had some malware bites guys you want to go for some malware Every, bites everything makes you hungry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is it for our show this week Tim, if people want to call in like Bilal leave a voicemail, how do they do it? They can do that by calling us at 1-866-509-4545 and be sure to let us know if we can use your message on air 
What's the email address, Shawnee Baby? It's feedback. I didn't like that. It's feedback <laughs> at ami.ca. Don't forget the podcast. Check it out. And don't forget Double Tap TV as well. Tuesdays, 8.30 Eastern. Uh, that is it for us for this week. We'll catch you next time. Don't forget to tune in to Double Tap TV every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. For more technology talk with Mark Aflalo and Stephen Scott. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.